Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling with your host, Sylvie Dow, right here. And it's Friday. And what we're doing is we're talking about, we're going to talk about rest and recovery. That's right, people. Um, because a lot of us know that we need to do this. Not everybody is totally on board as to why and or why and why we think it's why it's important that um, we use and implement rest and recovery into our training plans. There's a whole lot of, you know, FOMO that goes around with and I'm just going to talk about cycling because obviously I'm a cyclist. This is, uh, we're talking about cycling here, but there's a lot of FOMO that goes around with regards to training and getting on rides and group rides. I feel it. It's the winter. It's March right now. We've gone through January, February and my cycling club, a lot of the girls that I ride at a high level are training. And so I feel the FOMO about being you know, getting on my bike and being able to train to keep up with them in the spring. I feel it. Don't you feel it? But there's, there's a limit to that, right? So there's the FOMO and then there's the guilt that comes along with not always riding your bike and not always, and always having to be busy, right? And then there's the then there's a third thing, and then this is not what we're going to talk about, but the third thing is that some people just can't relax, and they have to fill every moment of their day doing this, doing that, and they're just not comfortable with being by themselves and truly sitting and enjoying serenity of, like, quietness. So there's the three things that are going on, right? Not being able to you know, be by yourself, the guilt and the FOMO, but that's not what we're going to talk about. But this is what stems down like right deep into what, um, what rest and recovery is all about. So before we dive in there, I just want to make sure that you guys have subscribed to the podcast and you guys are enjoying all the amazing guests that I've been bringing on and finding. Um, there's so many people out there to, to access for um, these interviews and I'm just having so much fun. So with that, make sure you have your subscription and your notifications on. I, I publish three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, don't forget to share. And if you have somebody who's extraordinary, send them my way. I want to talk to them and I want to ask them their story 
and how they got started and what motivates them and all the fun stuff. Then here's where you can find me on social media. So, and I also want you guys would like you guys to go and check out the YouTube channel because all of these podcasts end up live on YouTube. So you can go there and you can watch and see the people and, you know, just sort of feel the energy of the interview over just the audio. And I also have a lot of workouts there for cyclists. So working out and strength training is really important. And then you can find me on Instagram and find me on TikTok. And also go to Facebook and LinkedIn. You might as well just do the whole thing. Follow me everywhere. You'll see a little bit of everything that I'm doing all over the place with regards to cycling. Now, again, before we get into, I have nine tips or nine things we're going to talk about with regards to rest and recovery. Now, before we get in there, um, I'm just going to put this right on the table before we get started. And if you like what you're hearing and you're kind of thinking like, hmm, maybe my training plan isn't the best and I need someone to look at it. So a lot of, a lot of people go and they put together their own plans and I get it. The internet's full of information where you can go and you can easily put stuff together, but is it for you? That's the thing. Like these training plans based on maybe where you're at physically and, you know, physically, um, your fitness level, these plans might be way over and above what you're capable of right now, like right now, not to say in the future. And then also, are you getting in, you know, enough of a recovery? Like there's so many things that we're going to talk about. So if you think like through this um, coaches segment that maybe you need somebody to look at, I'm offering the first five people the opportunity to book a free 30 minute consultation, which is worth over a hundred bucks to sit. And I will look over your training plan and I will give you some feedback as to where I think that you should maybe make some changes. And I have lots of questions because it's, that's pretty much an open book as to what you're doing. I'll need you to send me a snapshot of your month's worth of training. So this means like, are you period? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to take a look at what your weeks look like with regards to work, training, recovery, all these things. Because if you want me to give you some free advice, I need to see the big picture. Yeah, I don't, you know, and, and of course the goal. So I'm putting it out there. So if you think this is something you want to access, you can go to the description. Go to my calendar and book yourself in. There's only five meeting sessions for next week. Go secure one for you. Okay. And then the second thing is, this is for cyclists as well, of course. And if you're training inside and you're like, kind of like, nah, I don't know if, if I'm like, accessing the, you know, if I'm, I'm getting better or I feel like I'm not getting better, the hills are still a struggle. Um, you know, my cadence is really low. This program is for you. It's my four hour cycling skills intensive. It's all online. Um, and I have a promo for you. So promo code. So use this promo code 
pedal, P-E-D-A-L, for an extra $50 off. And the four hours consists of what we're, what I'm breaking it down in the first hour is we're going to break out down the pedal form. And I'm going to really dive in and show you how to improve your pedal stroke and technique. Okay, that's super important. That's the foundation of your cycling skills. Now, and then we're going to go in climbing and hill climbing and how to apply your pedal stroke and new technique to climbing hills and efficiently and economically, okay? Then the, la the second, the third hour is about strength and speed. So how to manage your gears. We're gonna talk about that straight across the board. Manage your gears to sprint and also like your transitions and stuff like that. We're gonna talk about a little bit about strength training. Um, and then the last one is we're going to tie it together with a 30 minute nutrition consult, uh, nutrition presentation. And within that, so this is how it's going to run for, I will do a physical demonstration on the whiteboard talking about, you know, different areas. And then I will get on the bike and I'll demonstrate. And then I'll expect you to get on your bike and I'll put you through some drills just so that you get a full understanding of what I'm talking about from the standby, the standpoint. So, you know, from, you know, getting on the whiteboard, showing you on the bike, then you actually applying what I'm talking about. And there's bonuses. You get, um, and additionally, you get a, a free consultation following that. Then you get um, a free a free bike maintenance webinar that's going to be sent to you and a four months worth of strength training exercises for cyclists. So if that interests you, go to cyclingskillspro.com and secure your spot. I have a webinar coming up this Sunday and I have two more in March. So this is going to be excellent before you get out and also you can apply the skills straight away. So remember, use the promo code PEDAL to get your $50 off. All right, let's get into rest and recovery. Like I said, I've got nine different areas that we're going to discuss. So rest and recovery is kind of one of the least planned, highly underutilized ways to enhance your performance. And you can, if you know, if you've ever been injured and been or been sick and forced to stop, this is where you really kind of maybe, you might see the enhancement of your, of all your trainings. Like when your body actually stops and is allowed to, to rest and recover, do you start seeing gains? And pe lots of people have. Um, and I took a, you know, I kind of took the week off for March break and I came back and I looked at my muscles and I was like, wow, you know, sometimes you just need to take a break from weight training, from cycling, um, just to appreciate and let yourself rest. And, you know, I just, um, I really, really appreciate it. And you know what? And the thing is that I don't feel guilty about it. Maybe I rest a little bit too much. <laughs> but all right. And then sleep and time spent not training. So that's what I was saying, you know, like your sleep and time spent not training. Like what are you doing when you're taking your time off? Now, recovery, how does it benefit your body, right? 
it you and what things that you have you should be doing on those recovery times because the recovery time isn't the time just like sit there and drink a bottle of wine or a case of beer and in a bag of chips it's you still have to start continue moving yourself in your body forward to the next day because it's only a day off right that doesn't mean like you're in party mode the night before i'm like well, hey i got a recovery day tomorrow i'm gonna drink all night and sleep in and feel like crap for two days and then i have to get back into my workouts that's not the point okay so on your recovery days you still need to hydrate think about nutrition posture um you know managing stress managing stress is a huge part um hormonal balance mental you know mental state like where are you at because a lot of times i find like when you come off a really hard a hard workout week you're kind of mentally drained from that workout that week and i'll give you an example like i'm coaching a couple clients and our their their coaching is like their training is periodized so it's like a low level week higher higher to a very high week full of volume and then down for a recovery week so by the time that they hit that high volume week at the end they are tired and that's what they're supposed to feel so then during that recovery week that's when they're repairing, they're resting, and they're also recovering and their performance is building, okay? Sometimes people are like, I don't, don't get it. I need to be working out all the time to, you know, get faster, and it's not the case. It's quite sometimes can actually reverse your performance by overdoing it and just ripping your body apart and then you get things like um mono or um you know like you get the flu or you get something that's really takes you down and i've seen that happen too in athletes that just overdo it and think it's really smart and fun to train like 15 days in a row all right so let's get into the the nine points so number one is sleep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's just dive into this for a little bit. Now sleeping, if, and you know, a lot of this depends on your level and I wouldn't even say your level of fitness or your level of intensity or your level of commitment to your training plan. We need to sleep. Okay. And that's not four hours. That's not five hours. Um, for some of us, we can get away with six, but it's between seven and 10. And I know you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the last time I slept seven to 10 hours. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm the same, but here's the thing, you might have to go to bed earlier. I know it's a shock. Put down Netflix, put down TikTok, put down your phone, leave it in the kitchen, and go to bed. Get yourself a little alarm clock from the dollar store that's battery powered for your alarm and stop using the excuse that you need your phone to put you to bed. Like seriously, that's probably the number one thing that wrecks your body and all like your, your system is having the radiation from your 
technology or your laptop, your iPad, your, your cell phone in your bedroom. It should be five feet away from you. And if you have a bedroom like mine, there's no way that I can have any kind of device five feet away from me because that's small. Okay. So having a dark room, having no electronics, like no TV in the bedroom, like bedrooms are made for a couple of things. One of them is sleeping. The other one, if you happen to have a partner, is enjoying your partner. And that's probably a good time to do it instead of falling asleep with your phone. Right? <laughs> Let's be serious. Okay. So having a dark room, and it's also said that the best and the best time for your body to recover is between the hours of 10 and 2 p.m. in the morning. So if you're getting to bed at 12, you're getting half of that benefit. And, you know, and we all know that when we sleep well, our mental state is clear, our hormones aren't completely out of whack, and our, you know, we get greater muscle development, and our stress isn't high. It, we can manage our stress a lot better if we are not tired and cranky bitches, right? So sleep is important, especially if you get up early to work out. And I'm sure some of you have figured that out and made the adjustments. Um, but some people still pull it out, uh, you know, like figure that they can get it all done and literally make themselves sick with some sort of disease. And I'm in, I'm, there's so many people that I can think of who have made themselves sick by burning the candle at both ends and through sleep is one of them. So get your sleep. Number two, hydration. Okay. Here's a little formula for you. You're like, how much is too much or how much do I need? So you take your body weight divided by two equals the amount of ounces that you should be drinking on a daily basis. So I have my water bottle here and it's 22, what? It's 22 fluid ounces. So I would literally need to drink at least three to four of these for my body weight a day. And you think about it, like, are you getting enough? Um, this not, does not count like orange juices, milk, or coffee, okay, or your shakes. This is like water, okay, and um, whereas the other stuff's good, it's just not, you know, straight up hydration through liquids, uh, through water. Now, um, one thing to check to see if you are hydrated is the color of your urine. I think everybody's heard that. So if it's really yellow, that means you're really hydrate, dehydrated and your organs will really appreciate you for adding the extra hydration because basically we're, you know, we're to like 90% made up of water and we have to replenish that every day. And that means like hydrating our organs mostly. And if you want to have nice skin, clear skin, it's, it's that as well. Okay. So I just want to talk a little bit about electrolytes with regards to water. So sometimes like me, I don't like drinking plain water. It makes me grow. Like it just grosses me out. Um, and I 
don't feel good when I drink just straight up water, unless it's like super cold. So what I do is I put electrolytes in, but these are different electrolytes. They're not sugar in them. It's more mineral based. And what happens with the minerals is the minerals unlock the enzymes that my body needs. So I'm bringing them in through with the liquids and it also, the minerals also shuttle the water into my cells a lot quicker than just sloshing around my stomach. And you know what I'm talking about, like the sloshiness, it just sits there. They're like my body's not really absorbing anything. Okay, and, and sometimes um, what um, you just, and that's, that's kind of why I added elect, um, electrolytes in like almost a decade ago. Um, and I put very little, just enough to flavor the water, but I know that when I drink it, I am immediately absorbing it. So you think about that. I can put a link to the hydration product that I use and like hands down every day, like this canister that I buy lasts like two months even when I'm using it for training, I don't put a whole lot in there. And uh, it's just absolutely amazing. So you don't have to use electrolytes before, during, and after your workout. You can use them all the time, provided they aren't full of sugar or sodium. Okay. All right. Next one, number three is nutrition. Well, we could just talk all day about nutrition because... Um, Good nutrition is going to help your body recover. And we know that because protein is one of those um, items that we talk about that the body needs a lot of to build and repair muscles. So when we work out, we, we break down the muscle fibers. If you do an intense workout, that's intense for you. Okay. And we need the muscle, we need the, the protein to build back the muscle fibers and build them stronger. So nutrition is a good one. You know, like just because you worked out doesn't give you the green card to go and have a poutine and a beer afterwards. It's just like cycling. So many people just go out and do a really good ride and just ruin it by putting shit in their body afterwards. So was it really worth it? I don't know. Um, so be good to your body. It's also, it really helps boost your immune system. Oh, so does sleep boost your immune system. Um, and of course we know that the more we work out, the more our immune system is compromised. So we need to really have good nutrition, highly high quality, high dense nutrition in our bodies to ensure that everything is, you know, we are stay strong and we don't get sick, right? So remember I talked about being sick. You just, just rip apart your body. You don't give it time to rest. And then your body just says, Hey, you freaking abuse me too much. That's it. I am going to shut down for a little bit and show you who's boss. And that's basically what happens. So if you want that to happen, then just continue doing what you're doing and not being good to your body. Um, so yeah, so meal planning, 
This is not just about before, during, and after. It's basically about what you're doing every week, every month, throughout your year. Are you, did you just decide to get healthy and decide you were going to start running and that was going to be it and you could still eat like shit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just swearing too much, but it's true. You know, people just think that, you know, I can, all this cardio in the world is going to help me out. And it's really is not. I mean, it'll help you release some weight because you are now getting active, but it is not going to be a forever thing if you keep going, you know, without cha making changes. All right. Posture. I always talk about posture in my workouts, you know, no slouching. We sit enough in our chairs. We should always sit with our backs nice and straight, both feet on the floor, um, shoulders back, not rounded. So whenever you think about, um, you know, your posture, you just sort of sit up straight and um, it's so important. Um, so yeah, you think about, Think about like what your chair's like and and how you sit on the couch and you know like uh, you know you just always want to think about good posture next one is stretching i can't tell you how important stretching is especially for a cyclist or even anybody who who um can't bend over can't bend over touch your toes then you know your your back you know you're thinking about some of the muscles that you could pull if you just like turn quickly or um, wasn't ready for a move, you weren't properly warmed up, things like that. So it can also really hinder your performance, like especially for cycling. If you have tight hamstrings, you'll never get a full range of motion in your pedal stroke. Your full power output will not be there. Then um, same with running or if you've come across an injury or if you have a bad back, you know, stretching is, is so key. And I've, I can think about a time when I, um, I used to be a figure competitor and I went to a, a posing coach and I didn't, we didn't warm up my back. I was there and she made me arch, arch, arch so much that I literally pulled something in my back and it took me a year to feel normal again a whole year and that was so painful like getting out of bed in the morning was unbelievable so warming up is so important okay next one is ice or heat when do you apply so heat goes for muscle aches you know like your sore back or your sore neck and ice is to reduce inflammation after a hard workout. So the other week, the other Sunday, I did a, a century ride on Swift with a bunch of girls. Uh, we cycled for seven and a half hours, 175K, and immediately I went out and sat in the snow <laughs> because I wanted to reduce the inflammation that was happening in my legs because that was a long um, intense workout for me. And if I want to walk the next day, I need to bring swelling down. So that's where you go. You sit your ice baths, you sit in, well, I was able to sit out in the snow, um, things like that after a, like a very hard, intense event or workout. 
Okay. So you can get away with like workouts in the gym, but I've, we've, I've always done it after hard um, events like races, just uh, gone in and, and had a little ice bath. And because for events, some of them are multi-day or like four events in one weekend. So you can't really afford to have sore muscles for event number two to three to four. So you know what I mean? All right. Number seven is your training plan. What's your training plan look like? What are your goals? Are they attainable? Are they realistic for you at the moment, right? At the moment, if you're new, so many people new to cycling are just going gangbusters on Swift and badge chasing or chasing badges, but with no real plan. You know, I mean, that's great. You got good mileage in and lots of, but what's your performance like? Like, are you still like a snail, but like you can't get any faster because you haven't taken time to recover? So your training plan is really important to have your active recovery days as part of your week, your week, your month, your year. So during your month, do you have like lower ride weeks? It's okay. Your body would probably really appreciate it if you did them a favor. So that's fine. And that's why I put this out to sit for 30 minutes and have a quick consultation. Look over your plan. If you have one, if you don't, you should probably develop one. Um, and just see if you're on track or if you're missing something. Now, number eight, your mental health. Okay. I see so many people, so many women on Swift because I'm in Facebook groups that are just mentally drained, physically drained, and still get on their bikes and try and ride. Do you know what that's like when you just have no energy? I don't know why you would bother because having a, a strong mental state is really important. Oh, there's so many things that are important, right? And doing things smartly, listening to your body, not to all the freaking posts from other women who will probably have it right. And they're like, yeah, go for it. You got it, girl. La, la, la. And you are struggling. Like you're so tired. You can't get a good night's sleep. You're cr cr you know, crusty and you're moody to your family and you're sitting there, you know, just wondering like, how can I get on the bike again? Like take a break. So your mental state, like skip a workout if it doesn't work for you. So I'm, I'll give you a couple examples. Like, you know, I am training a girl for pair, um, for some serious events this summer and her training plan is quite intensive. And there are some days where she's just like, you know what? I just, I just don't have it in me, but I am not going to sit there and say, Hey, you need to get on your bike. I need her to be mentally sane and happy. Um, it, it, I don't want her to hate what she's doing now. And if she needs to take a mental health day, then take a mental health day. The other day she was having issues with saddle sores and <laughs> If you've ever had saddle sores, I completely, I was like, take a break, air it out, go buy some new bike shorts, go get some chamois butter. And of course they're not going to go away overnight, but at least I can help her by taking a little bit of a break and 
going to address that and not feel guilty. Like, you know, we do think like missing key workouts can set you back. And if you miss enough of them, they'll set you back enough. But the thing is that your mental health is way more important. And we got decades of years to train. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. The number nine is going back and assessing your performance. Are you improving? If not, it might be time to take some, like a week off or something. So that's like if you're doing little, um, you know, tests to see if you're improving. Um, I don't typically do tests. I can pretty much tell like when I get, so my test is like jumping in with faster groups. I think a lot about my skill and technique because that can take me way further sometimes than being overly fit. You know what I mean? Like I can bike a lot smarter over harder, which is the next person who doesn't have technique. So assess where you are. Are you, is your performance going up or is it like plateauing? Plateauing, you know, means you need to take some recovery time. You need to reassess what you're doing. Is this too big of a goal? How are you feeling about this? Okay, so those are nine areas of rest and recovery. We got sleep, we got hydration, we got nutrition, posture, stretching, ice and heat, your training plan, mental health, don't let the FOMO get to you. Um, do what is best for you, not for the group of ladies that you're riding with, because they're not going to care that, you know, when you get sick, they're like, oh, you know, you're just training too much. Or maybe, you know, like, you know, have burnt yourself out before the season starts. You know, you don't want that to happen. And then assessing your performance. Are you actually getting it all in and doing a good job? So with that, thanks a lot, everybody. If you have questions, please put in the comments. Um, and don't forget, if this resonated with you, I have only five spots for free consultation next week. Please go and book yourself in and send me the information that I requested, your four, four weeks of plans. And um, we'll take a look and we'll see where we can make some changes. And then, of course, there's the four-hour cycling skills intensive. If you're sitting there wondering why, you know, things are just not progressing, like, you know, number nine, then, and, you're, and you haven't really thought about skill and technique for hill climbing, for pedal stroke, for sprinting, then we need to chat. <laughs> you need to take a look at this program because it could be really for you. Four hours intensive, get the skills you need, go start applying them. They make sense. I've been coaching that program for 15 years. And the, the emphasis has always been on pedal stroke form because it is the foundation of cycling. You, if in anything, you need the foundation and then you build on it, which is more like strength, power, and speed, hill climbing, making yourself faster on the hills. You need technique to do that. You can't get away from it. Um, so with that, have a good day, have an amazing weekend. 
and stay tuned for amazing things next week. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.